0: Going to have a seat. Well, if faith promise we love you. Welcome to all of our campuses. Thrilled that you're with us. Whether you're here uh, on the internet campus, whether you are with us later or you're live on one of our campuses, we are just super structured with us. Michelle and I love you so much. And can I say something? We want so much more for you than we want from you. The world says the church just wants, but can I tell you, our God wants to give you life plus and that's what we really do. We pray every day, we intercede every day that you would live a life of plus, plus joy, plus peace, plus victory, plus purpose, that you would walk in just a supernatural life in this wicked world. Come on, that's what we long for. By the way, next weekend it's Bristol. Baby, come on, somebody. <laughs> Woo! Now, we, I was there Friday night for a banquet. Man, those folks are super stoked, they're excited. And one of the volunteers that I talked to at Bristol was invited by someone from one of our campuses in, in the Knoxville area. So let everybody know that you know that lives in the Tri-Cities that next weekend is the grand opening of Bristol. It's right across the street from the Walmart. Everybody knows where the Walmart is. Come on, right down from the raceway. So it's going to be incredible. It's going to open up the state for us. Uh, because that's going to enable us to begin to sweep across the state with the gospel. Well, we're in a series where we're talking about Wall Street, and Wall Street pushes the plus. So you'll buy in, so you'll sign up. And they tell you, if you if you sign up, if you spend the money, you're going to get more. And if you don't, it's going to be FOMO. That's what they now tell you, FOMO, fear of missing out. If you don't get the plus, if you don't get the extra, if you don't supersize it, FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm not, listen... I'm not afraid of missing out on what the world has. I don't want to miss out on what God has. Are y'all with me? And so, man, <clears throat> so we're in a world that, that says they just put the plus on everything. It's everywhere. Somewhere along the line, at least believers should recognize and realize that the world promises and yet never one times delivers. So what does it do? It just promises more. Now, imagine if you do not know Jesus Your only hope is that somewhere the world delivers. We who know the Lord realize that the only real plus comes from Christ. John 10.10, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Ephesians 3.20, he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think or imagine. So if you missed last weekend, we launched this series called Life Plus Plus. And go back and download it, go to, the, go to our app, go to our website, it's all free, and, and check out as we begin to lay a foundation for life plus. Now, if you want the favor of God at work on your hands, then you need to go back and watch last weekend, because our Lord promises life and he delivers. Anybody here satisfied customers that Jesus <laughs> gives a plus? Anybody? Come on. All in favor say Aye. And so we walk in that. Now, let me tell you where we struggle as believers. We enter the kingdom of God through salvation. We begin a journey by grace and through faith. We're born again. And then we try plugging back into the world and the world's outlet for what real success is. And so the problem is that the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the world don't operate on the same principles. Joy and victory and peace come differently. The world promises them, doesn't deliver, God does. Now, last weekend, if you were at the 10 o'clock service in Pellissippi, we lost power about 10 minutes before the service was out. And I say it, sorry about it online, because you're watching, you're worshiping, you're hearing the word, and all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. Well, it happened to us too, So, because it happens. Now, in the modern world, we take electricity for granted, don't we? You never walk to your light so we say, dear Lord, would you help that this time it would come on? You don't do that, do you? You just take it for granted when it comes to accessing electricity. Now, there are two kinds of electricity. There is AC, alternating current, and there's DC, direct current. Your outlets at your house you plug your stuff into are AC. Your power tools, your phones, what's in your car, they are DC. Alternating current means it goes both ways. It's, it's going back and forth. It's just steady running all the time. That's why when you put something in the light... You know, you get shocked, you feel it, it's, it's flowing. It doesn't feel the same way with DC. Now, DC current, it only flows one way, the battery to the thing. And here's the truth, the power for life plus only flows one way, from heaven to us. It doesn't flow from Washington to us. It doesn't flow from Hollywood to us. It doesn't flow from Neeland Sanctuary to us. Although it's a little better this year, but come on, it flows from heaven to us. Now, what we try to do is we try alternating current. We try living with God's way and the world's way, and it simply won't work because you short circuit the process. So now, wait a, minute to, wait a minute, Pastor. Are you saying that I'm a tool? I, that's exactly what I'm saying, that you are a, that you are a tool. So let's, let's talk about it. Think about service for a little while. Because what we believe in the world is being served is a life plus. When somebody's serving me, if you go to a place of business, you're encouraged to rate the service, to write a review. If you go to a restaurant, you tip based on how good the service was. And so that, that's everywhere we go, we spend money. We're encouraged to, to let other people know how our service was because the world believes the more that you are served, the more you'll have the plus. But Jesus said, actually, it's the opposite. Jesus said, which is greater, he that sits to be served or the he that serves? Obviously, the answer is he that sits. But he said, I'm among you as one that serves and came to give my life a ransom for many. He flipped it. So Jesus promised us life plus, and one of the ways we get the plus is when we serve. Isn't it crazy that we want the plus in our lives, but we're not willing to see it in other people's lives? Come on. And and so it's one of the reasons that we feel, that believers feel empty because you were created to serve, you created a community, you were given a gift, and you're supposed to be serving. And when you don't, you feel empty. See, the power of life plus is found in serving other people. Does this make sense? I mean, come on, let's be real. Is this selfie society producing joy in people? No, here's the truth. Come on, if you're listening to Sam. Me, me, me equals minus, minus, minus. Me, me, me equals minus, minus, minus. Others, others, others equal plus, plus, plus. Now, the world says that's a lie. Now, the modern psychologists are actually Realizing, hey, the people that give their life away actually have more joy. Now, it took them 21 centuries to get what Jesus taught, but they're finally catching up. See, the author and engineer of your spirit, your mind, your heart, the creator of the universe, created you so that giving your life away would supercharge who you are. So actually, serving multiplies far more in you than it adds to you. So serving multiplies your joy, multiplies your purpose, your favor—it's it, it, so much because that's how Jesus created. And so, the more that we, are, the more that we do what He called us to do, the more that we serve the way that He gifted us to serve, the more it's going to multiply us. It's going to multiply other people, and so there's all kind of tools that Jesus, that Jesus. Gives for the body. Now, here's the deal. That's what I believe. I believe that God leans in with favor to those who serve His body. That makes sense. He leans in. Can I tell you the most excited people at Faith Promise about the Bristol campus are those people that are serving. The most pe- excited people in Bristol are the people who have been in, that have been in groups serving, getting ready. So it, it's the people that serve that have greater joy. A verse we use all the time, it was a theme verse a couple years ago, Luke chapter four, verse 18 and 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor, proclaim release to the captive, open the eyes of the blind, to set free those that are oppressed and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. But who's the one that proclaims the favorable year of the Lord? Those that are building the kingdom, those that are serving. By the way, Heart for the Harvest is coming about six weeks or so that is part of how we build the kingdom. And so serving, we build the kingdom. Who proclaims the favorable year of the Lord? Who's the one that, who walks in God's favor? Those who are serving others. Those who add the plus to other people. God pours out his favor. Are you, are you with me? See, the world doesn't get that, that God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Those that advance my kingdom experience the plus. They experience the joy they experience. Now, we all want the plus. Come on. But many of us have bought into the lies of Lucifer in this current culture of how I get the plus. It means I get more. If I get more, I'll have the plus. If I get some more square feet, if I get a faster car, if I get a newer outfit, if I get, if I get, if I get, it's going to give me the plus. It never has, has it? It never has, but surely one day it's going to. It is the height of lunacy. Come on, are y'all with me? But if you don't know the Lord, it's the only thing you've got. Now, when you, if you're a believer, when you got saved, you were given a gift. You, you were given more so you would experience the plus. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it or use it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. See, verse 9 is our attitude be hospitable. Serve one another. Don't complain about it. Just serve one another. You know how you can tell that you're really not a servant? By how you respond when you're treated like one. See, many of us serve, but we serve to be seen. We don't serve to serve. And so when we're treated like a servant, we cop a bad attitude, be hospitable to one another. And, the, and, and, and then you have a gift, so that's our attitude, then our calling is verse 10, is you've been given a gift, use it, employ it as serving, as good students, you've been given a special gift, a, a charismatos, a charismatic, you've been given a special grace gift. Now this is not a talent you were born with, it is a gift you were born again with. It's an ability empowered by the spirit to make a difference in other people's lives. So I'm, I'm, I'm decent with tools and I do projects all the time. That's a talent. Because if you'd seen some of things i build, you would say that's obviously not a gift. And I have to bring other people in to help. But I can teach the word of God and it transforms people's lives. See, that's a, that's a gift. That's spirit empowered. First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul, the whole chapter dealing with gifts in the body in verse 11, but one and the same spirit works all things by distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Literally the word is energos which we get our word energy that we are empowered with a gift to be used for other people. That's what the scripture teaches. You've been given a gift for the body of Christ. We're a body, we're a building, we're an army and and, and yet Come on, about 80% of us are not plugged in and serving the body with our gifts. Is that all right? You okay? It's like owning a Corvette and only running on two cylinders. It wouldn't run. Actually, what God has done at Faith Promise with the percentage of people that don't serve is beyond miraculous. So when you miss the plus, when you're not serving, you miss it because you're missing the joy of of being moving in an area where you're energized, and the whole body suffers. If we're going to be a supercharged Corvette running on nitro, then we've got to fire on all cylinders. Does that make sense? You are a cylinder. You have a gift. You're a part of the spark plug, and if you don't use your gift, we are going to be weaker than we would. We're not as good without you as we are with you. And coming and sitting, listen, does not cut it. Because sinners never built the kingdom of God. Servers build the kingdom of God. Are y'all? all right? Imagine with me if everybody that comes this weekend said, "Hey, I'm going to serve. I'm going to use my gift for my Lord and Savior." I bowed my knee. He's my king. He's got a body. I'm going to serve it. Imagine the change in our community. Imagine the transformation in lives. Imagine the revival. Imagine the joy. Tennessee would never be the same, Knoxville, Bristol would never be the same, your family would never be the same, and your life, you'd walk in the life plus, it'll never be the same. Now again, I love to build things, I'm, I'm just a project guy, I'm always working, I'm building a car, remodeling a house, I'm doing something, I love to build things, <laughs> but you can imagine if you didn't have any tools how hard it would be, just build them with your hands, <laughs> this is what I call a wank wank I called it so long, I sort of thought that's what things. so I sent Micah to Lowe's to get some wank-wank blades. He called me and said, Dad, there are no eh, eh. wank-wank blades at Lowe's. Oh, yeah, it's not a wank-wank. Yeah, I forgot about that. See, but you couldn't work on things if you didn't have the right tools. And we've got some incredible tools that Faith Promises serve. Let me tell you, one of the tools we have are students across all of our campuses. Michelle and I were in student ministry at Student Pastors. What are the students that were there were never allowed to do anything. Why come? Well, they're just too young. When are they going to be old enough? I guess when they're 40. So a faith promise, man, we want students to, to use where the Holy Spirit is energizing. Are you with me? Where's gifts They're at the doors. They're, at, they're in preschool. They're in kids. They're in production. They're on the platforms. They're using their gifts and singing and playing. They're serving on Wednesday night. They're serving, man. I'm so grateful. See, the world doesn't see serving one another as the plus. It only serves, it only sees being served as the plus. Why? Because our enemy, the father of misinformation, is the father of lies. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. How does he kill you? By lying to you, listen, and unplugging you. So that you don't serve, telling you that, that serving others will drain you. This is not your time. You can't serve. And so you walk with that joy and victory because you're not plugged in. Are y'all with me? And we believe the lies of the enemy. And it's twofold. It's a twofold win for him. A, the body is weaker. And B, you've lost some joy. He, he does everything to get us in temptation. How? By lying and telling us if we'll commit this specific sin, it'll give us a charge will be satisfied, only to fall into temptation and feel shame and guilt and regret. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what the enemy does. Now, we will all, all believers will stand before the behemoth seat or the judgment seat of Christ, all of us. And our stewardship will be judged, not our sin, it was judged at the cross, but our stewardship. Your stewardship is what you did with what God gave you after you were saved. It means your time, it means the gospel, it means your kids, they're really his. Because when you were saved, didn't you bow your knee and confess Jesus as, as what? Lord. That means he's the owner and you're the manager. And so he gave you gifts to use. He's empowered those gifts. And using those gifts, you get the plus. But how do you think it's going to work when we stand before Jesus in heaven and we never served? And so the church is powerless. This thing doesn't work without power. See, you are, you've been empowered by the Spirit in where God has gifted you and called you. Good stewards are engaged. They're serving. They're, they're doing what God's called them. But many of us are disengaged. We're disconnected. And COVID helped disconnect 25% of the church in America. See, it says in 1 Peter 4.10 that we are good stewards of the manifold are the multifaceted grace of God. And Faith Promise is a large movement of God with one church in many locations. We need a lot of tools. Are you with me? We need people that can lead worship. We need people that can play instruments. We need people that can work production. The most difficult place in all of Faith Promise to serve, can I tell you the hardest place for me as now in 40 years ministry, is the sound guy or gal. You can work for two or three years only to find out you can't do it. Because you gotta have the technical powers and you have to have the ear. So some of you are able to do that and you're sitting and you're not serving. So therefore, when the sound doesn't work right, it's your fault. <laughs> are you with me? And, and listen, as when the sound guy's doing a good job, you never notice him or the sound gal. Listen, we're equal opportunity servants around here. It could be the sound gal. And it, hey, you have no idea what it feels like to be in the tech booth when everybody in the room goes, Wonk. You know you have screwed the pooch then. So we have this manifold grace of God. We've been given the keys to the kingdom, and we've been given gifts to build the body. Now, I know believers have all the gifts, but I believe we can move in more gifts than we're gifted. It's like evangelism. If you get an opportunity to lead a friend or family member to the Lord, but you're not a gifted evangelist, it doesn't matter. You can flow in that gift when you need to. Are you with me? Are, are y'all okay? See, so there's four ways that the Bible says gifts are given. First Peter 410 says they're given at salvation. All of us got a gift. You got at least one. Some of you are multi-gifted. And if you don't, if you don't lose it, you'll miss part of the plus. Then there are gifts that are given through apostolic impartation. We see that with Timothy and Paul when he laid hands on him. Some are given through impart uh through prophetic. Through prophetic impartation, 1 Timothy 4.14, Paul reminds Timothy to use the gift that was given through the utterance and through the laying on of his hands of the presbytery. And then some gifts are given through prayer. 1 Timothy 14, if you've been given a gift of tongue, pray that you would interpret. We can ask for gifts that I'm putting. Listen, if I'm in Central America, I'm praying for tongues. Not French tongue, Spanish tongue. Are you with me? I mean, if I'm in a situation I don't know what to do, I'm praying for a word of knowledge. I need God to give me a word of knowledge. I'm just praying for gifts. And what are gifts? They're divinely empowered tools to do a particular job. And so, you using your gift helps you walk in the plus, walk in the joy. You say, but I'm not sure what my gift is. No problem, experiment. Just experiment. Don't so serve in preschool. I tried it. They told me I couldn't beat other people's children. I couldn't serve theirs. Okay, that's all right. I thought their kids needed to be beaten. Somebody needed to beat them. They weren't doing it. It was going to help everybody if I beat those children. I can't do that. So preschool wasn't for me. When I first got saved, I sang in the choir. I sang in a quartet. I taught Sunday school. I taught church. Tri- I, I did everything I could do to find out where I was gifted. So it's why being in a group helps you. You can try, you can talk to your group about, you can get connected, you can serve together. So you maintain, prop, people do what people see, right? Greatest leadership lesson. And many of you grew up in a church where it's about 80 people the church, the pastor did everything. He married, buried, carried everybody from the womb all the way to the tomb, did everything. Did all the teaching, did all the leading. You had 80 or 90 people didn't do jack and one got dying for a break. Does that sound like a smart way to do things? No. But see, because we, because we grew up in that church, we were unplugged. We were powerless. We, we didn't learn that we had a gift to we needed to serve. We have right here what we call weekend pastors. They're people that have a job week to week. They're, they're people that are here that are gifted, and they do all the baptisms. People say, well, I guess only the ordained ministers get to do that. No, we have all kind of people. A couple weeks ago, Laura Seepkin. I, man, I was watching her. She was, man, she was baptized, she was, I talked to her after the service, she floated all the way home. The joy of the Lord, why? Because she was used. See, serving is not just for some select super saints because there's actually no such thing. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, he gave some as a prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers. Why did he give these five gifts to the church? For the building up of the body of Christ. For the equipping of the saints. See, my job, and I'm dressed in work clothes, my job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry so that the greatest advantage of joy for you in advance for the kingdom. Equip the saints to the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all obtain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of God of oh, so Christ. And so, come on, try spot. If you don't like it, serve somewhere else. If they call you back, said, hey, we'd love for you to come back. Just say, the pastor told me I could experiment. I'm going to try something else. Blame it on me. It's all right. It's okay. See, so you're energized in serving and you're calling. There's Sundays or Saturdays that I come, and, man, I don't want to be here. Be honest with you, man, I've got something else or I'm tired, and as I begin to teach, I'm energized and unctionized, and, man, I leave here fired. Uh, First Peter chapter, a couple chapters before the one First Peter chapter two, uh, verse four and five says this: "And coming to Him, Jesus, at, to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is a choice and precious side of God. You also, us believers, are living stones. You're being built up into a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God." When we bring our offerings, when we offer a sacrifice of service, when we bring a sacrifice of praise, we are living stones being built up into the house of God. We don't have a temple on Mount Zion. We are the temple. And we come together, we are the building of God. And listen to me. Come on. If you're listening, say am. If you don't do your part, there's a hole in the wall. There's a hole in the wall. Ladies, you ever get tired of doing everything at home? Picking up every dirty clothes, washing every dirty dish, doing everything. Wouldn't it be nice if everybody at your house pulled a little bit of their weight instead of you doing it all? Be better, wouldn't it? Some of the ladies are thinking, "Oh, dear Jesus, let it be so." Revival would break out. But that same thing here. See, here's the problem: because eighty percent of the people here this weekend don't serve, somebody else who's not empowered and not gifted has to try to plug the hole you're leaving in the wall of God. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm trying to encourage you using my gift as a pastor and a teacher to get you to serve. Because see, you're gonna miss out and we're gonna miss out. Faith Promise is a massive movement and it requires thousands of people. Now imagine everybody serving. Somebody comes to visit this far from God. They bring their family. their people to the parking lot greeting them. Man, welcome. Walk them in. Help check their kids in. Man, there are people in the kids' room excited to be there. Preschool room. And they, there are people all through the, all through the four years at all of our campuses greeting. Man, loving on folks. They come in. Ushers and greeters are there. They're cared for. Their kids are cared for. And they feel the love of God. They're going to say, man, there's something different about this place. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? And so, some of you are running on empty because you're not plugged in, you're not engaged. Doesn't work. (laughs) But when you hook the battery up, when you get connected, wow. So listen, do me a favor. If you're not serving now, pull the communication card out in front of you, put your name, the, the cell phone number you answer, the email you check, and say, this is where i like to try to serve first. Someone will call you, we'll help get you connected. Now, let me tell you what's happening right now. Did you look up here? If you've been to church any time at all, you've learned to wait out the feeling. I know I should serve, but I'm, if I just wait, this will go away. Does this make sense? Come on, have all of us not sit in a service like this and the Spirit of God spoke to us and we didn't move? And we know it'll go away. So the reason the American church sucks so desperately and is so weak because people that fill the pews have learned to wait out the leading of God. And we've learned to be okay with being disobedient. We've learned to be okay with not, we've, we've learned to be okay because we really, many of us believe the world system of joy is probably gonna give me greater joy. So I wanna challenge it. Put, put the card, fill it out. Drop it in the offering boxes. If you're online, you use the online card. Tons of people serve online, and we'll help you. Does this make sense? We want to help you take your next step. Because we want to be an army. Are you with me? Sitters don't build the kingdom. Servers build the kingdom. Come on, let's, man, let's move. Father God, I pray that you will move in power. I pray, Lord Jesus, that That we will, at every campus, feel your tug of your heart that we need to serve. I pray, God, that we will step out, that we'll fill that card, and that we'll begin to serve in so many ways. In Jesus' name.